Okay. Hey there. Alright, so I'm going to be checking in to see if the YouTube stream is working properly. Recording's doing well. Um, in the past couple of times, I've been having problems with uh, recording things properly on my side. So, here to see it thoroughly through. Okay. I think we're alright for now. Um, welcome back. Today, we're going to be doing the 48th podcast for Healthy Dialogue. Um, excuse me for not being or not having content ready for last week. Uh, I still plan to make that up sometime within the week. Um, though I think that might be allocating a little too much <laughs> of my time beforehand. So, um, let me give you kind of a life update because I think that's somewhat needed. So I'm doing like a coding boot camp thing, a part of, um, T-Mobile and, Pretty much that's supposed to get me caught up with all the technologies and practices that they'd like to see um, their employees use. So uh, very well, OK, starting of August, that's kind of what, I, what I've been doing. Um, and it's somewhat problematic in the sense that I have to work around uh, central time zone in the U.S. in the U.S. So I'm out here waking up at seven <laughs> and getting done with work at around three. So it's, it's, it's a deal kind of sucks for me for the most part. Um, and I don't feel very productive. And so that's pretty abstract from the kind of content that we're going into today. And I don't think they're necessarily related. I've had like some other things come up that I think are more catered to how I was feeling in, um, kind of in that week. But I, I think this one's abstract in the sense that um, they're, it's not really related to what I'm feeling in the moment. Um, but today we're going to be talking about life tips. And what I ended up doing is I took a look at some, uh, some articles out there suggesting different tips, um, about like how to improve your life or whatever. Um, and we'll go into that more in, in a little bit, but I think, um, in terms of what I wanted to do last weekend, I think I was hoping to shoot for like a knowing who's worth your time kind of deal. But I think we've already gone through a discussion like that. So um, it might, I might have to restructure it to be better or I might have to cater it to something more useful, more unique, more usefully unique. Um, because I'm pretty sure if people have already listened to that, then... It's no point in going back and repeating the same old stuff. So, yeah, I think that's what we'll have in store for the future. Um, in terms of next weekend, I don't think I'll be around. And I think the weekend after that, I also won't be around. So I think next week I have my, I have something with my family that I'll, I'll be doing. That'll probably take time away. If not... If, uh, if I'll actually be here, I'll probably prep something during the week. And um, two weeks from now, I know for sure I'm not going to be here because uh, Alon and I are actually going to be going to Vegas to see um, some different artists at some nightclubs. So, <laughs> yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be pretty fun. It's going to be my second trip kind of solo, not, not so much with my family or for, like, a significant other. It's just going to be me and Alon. Um, and like his crew of people. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a great time. Um, I think I do have a little bit of self-reflection note that I think some people might appreciate, but for, I think yesterday, well, okay. Yesterday I ended up going on like a hike with, with the guys. Um, and a lot of them are, are of, you know, th this, the discord crew, um, or the the top people or the the highest roles in the discord crew anyway so a couple of the owners um, and one of the speakers and we all went out did some like physical activity on this hike <laughs> a lot of physical activity and I took a look at myself and I was like damn this isn't this isn't what I want to be you know I took a it's like it was kind of the same experience I felt like a year and a half ago when during 
like a get together with my family. It's like, I didn't take a look through that, like the lens of a photograph to visualize like what I actually look like. I only had the perception of the, uh, of the mirror to give me guidance on how I was looking. Um, and it was quite revealing to me that I haven't been taking care of myself. Um, and along with like the other just feelings that I've been having throughout the week or throughout like pretty much this ever since starting T-Mobile to some degree, it's like there's a, there's a lack of productivity, a lack of self-focus, and it's not been good. It's been, it's been awful. I think I'm ready to go visit back, put in the time towards myself, knowing that that's what's going to get me back on track with what I want to do. So um, a very recent realization, it's not a habit at all. Like nothing's been in place yet. What I have tried to do so far is I took a look at my room, cleaned up a little bit. Um, and after that, that's kind of spiraled into some different um some different responsibilities that I was ready to take care of. And we'll go into some of the life tips actually, because this, the life tip, one of the articles um, ends up talking about this, but getting yourself involved with little steps will get you motivated to fulfill the whole step. So compartmentalizing your, your challenges so that you can keep moving forward um, in small bits. And that, having those accomplishments and tiny steps makes things better for yourself in the long run. So going back to, I guess, what was it? <laughs> what was it I was talking about? Shoot. Um, yeah. So seeing myself in the mirror, it wasn't, it wasn't a great realization, but I'm willing to put in the suffering that I would normally not, do for myself. I, I'm willing to put in the responsible effort, the effort towards responsibility, where I can start looking better for myself. Because part of that problem, part of the problem that like, visually of how I look is also affecting me in other ways that I wasn't expecting. So I always, I think it's not that I've always said it, but rather, I've always believed it that your physical health pretty much trumps your trumps a lot of abilities that you wouldn't expect it to trump. And so for me, like my reaction time, um, my performance during like competitive outlets hasn't been crazy good. Like I'd like to be physical. I'd like to be competitive. I'd like to be athletic. And I've just been losing touch with that. So I think it's, I'm kind of making this statement now that I'm ready to start changing for the better. Um, and I think a lot of that is going to start with my physical appearance and, and what I do with activity, dieting, whatnot, because I'm going to start seeing a lot of success in other areas as I develop that habit. Um, the same way that I'd like, started cleaning my room and then moved on into other areas that I can take control over. So it's been, it's been an inspiring day. I think I've made a lot of progress. I st like, I set out a lot of stuff for myself to do today. And frankly, I didn't get to even a fifth of it, but the fact that I even got to some of it, I think is a step in the right direction knowing that most days I would have taken no steps in the right direction. So um, today we'll be talking about life tips and this is our transition into the, um, into the actual content for today. So what I had planned was um, getting like stuff up and ready for yourself when it comes to life and making sure that you're focused on what matters. Um, and part of that realization, I guess, was ways for me to to reflect over how other people view like life strategies um and i i think everyone has like their own perspective to provide in these conversations because 
everyone knows what works well for them and what doesn't what advice they've taken in and tried and which ones just which ones worked and which ones haven't um and so they make like adjustments for their own life and what works for them um so it's nice to hear how other people do it and perhaps your your interpretation of their perspective can influence how you keep moving forward in the future and maybe it'll work for you and maybe it won't um i think i'm at a point where I've given a lot of life advice to a lot of people who appreciated it and may have like actually used it for themselves. But um, I'm equally someone who who needs life advice. <laughs> so even though I, I I may I may come across differently from all these podcast materials, I, I am someone who still needs input, um, still needs to bounce ideas off of. I have a pretty healthy way of engaging with that. Um, it's just, I don't know. Sometimes I'm also providing way too much information that nobody ever asked. So uh, I, it's, I think this is a moment in time for myself where I need to shut up <laughs> and probably just like take in the ideas of other people. So as I'm going through this life advice, me shutting up is me not contributing to like the life advice portion of it, but rather displaying my interpretations of the ideas that and making connections to of what these articles are suggesting, which I guess to some extent is also providing life advice. If you can interpret that in a way that may be useful to you rather than what the, the article describes word for word. So <laughs> maybe that's self-defeating, but yeah, the activity for me at least is to, to take in what these guys are saying and do like a live review of the different tips that um, people have to offer. So the first one that we're going to be doing is seven tips about life, uh, finding happiness and success your own way, created in 2020 by Amanda Gade. Um, I haven't read much about who Amanda Gade is. Um, I will admit, though, I have screened the article um, and I am very impressed with how the variations and how advice is usually given is pretty catered to that specific person. So how someone communicates their experiences isn't generalized to the broader audience for other people to um to take away like something meaningful out of the experience. And that's not to say that like specifying your different experiences can be not helpful or helpful to, well, yeah, and just like not helpful to, to everyone because I think everyone can make their own interpretations of, of certain things, but um, it's, it's not so common for people to have generic and broader perspective to provide that can be a that can be a it's not a script or an architecture i don't know they, they can provide like a process for finding out like things that may be meaningful to you in the future so like it, it's not utilized or can't be utilized by other people sometimes if you if you have too many specifications in the advice that you provide. Um, but Amanda does this pretty well, uh, I think, in the in the article she wrote. So uh, I think if you guys wanted to check out the article yourself, I do have it linked um, in the Discord um, file. So the outline for today will have it, um, which is found under stage announcements on Discord. So one of the first tips she lists is to find what happiness and success mean to you. Um, and there were, there were some activities in there that throughout like each of these seven uh, tips actually that were pretty good. And I, I thought it would be worth sharing. So the first tip of define what happiness and success mean to you, the activity is do some fantasizing. What is it you really want? Think about your wildest dreams as well as your mildest ones. And then in the article, it lists out a couple of different activities um, within it. 
I'm not going to list all of them out, but, or like some examples of, of different things you might want. But I think it's pretty interesting to self-reflect over the kind of desires that you may like fantasize about. So it's like when you're in a moment of being, of fantasizing and you actually like in the moment realize that you're doing it like what are you thinking about um and i thought that was pretty interesting and it's i'm not too sure her interpretation of what it should reveal but i think what you fantasize about has some correlation to the dreams that you have for yourself in the future so the fantasizing is like kind of where you want to see yourself or what you think is the most meaningful to you. Maybe that's why you drift away from reality to go experience your dreams um, because those dreams are a reflection of your, of your happiness, what defines your happiness or a close relation to happiness and success. So um, the second bullet point that I had written down for this is ask yourself these questions and or sorry this is the follow-up to the examples that she gave ask yourself these big questions and work your way down to smaller ones like the things that make you feel the most joy in your day-to-day -day life and one thing that you could change if you had the opportunity um okay It's interesting to, okay, so with fantasizing, I don't know how much of the little details that you would expect yourself to make changes for. So when I fantasize about things, these are things that are like very out of reach. Um, so when, when I break any of them down, I don't really expect like a day-to-day -day change to be that prevalent within the story that I've created or within the dream that I've created. Um, I think other people could speak differently on, on what like a dream would look like to them. So, but that's, it's interesting to hear that other people dream fantasize of like changes that are smaller potentially. Um, yeah. So I think this define what happiness and success mean to you. Um, the step anyways, I think is a great place to start because I, I definitely fall under the category of someone who can't, who can't figure out my dreams or what, <laughs> what happiness usually looks like sometimes. So maybe it's best if I actually write that down, huh? But having that idea has, gives you like something to work towards. If you see, if you can visualize what the dream or what the most optimal happiness and in, in path of success is, then you might as well follow it if you can, or at least gives you the, the chance to follow it. Keep a gratitude journal. Um, so there, there was a couple of notes in this second one that I've, I guess, taken. I thought a lot of them were actually pretty good. There's a huge amount of research that shows that physical and mental health benefits of gratitude the physical and mental health benefits of gratitude, which I'm not, I don't know if I, I show gratitude. I show it to my friends. I show it to my family. I don't do it enough though. And I know when I do it enough and I know when I don't. I'm kind of, today in particular, I've been very off. I've just like, I'm kind of in a selfish mode, I suppose. So I felt pretty antisocial today. I've also felt like not so enthusiastic when it came to different things or different interactions that I've had today. So... Like, I'm definitely on the lower end of, like, energy, which in part is, like, due to my hiking yesterday. Hiking drained me the, the fuck out. So, um, but yeah, like, 
I think keeping a gratitude journal to like stay, to stay in like a gratitude mindset could have these um, benefits that Amanda has spoken of. Benefits associated with gratitude include better sleep, more exercise, reduced symptoms of physical pain, lower levels of inflammation, lower blood pressure, and a host of other things we associate with better health. So that's quite interesting to hear that, like gratitude itself and expressing gratitude, being like thankful, just having this thankful mindset leads to a lot of benefits, unforeseen benefits. So I guess that will influence a bunch of dimensions that will lead to happiness and better success. Um, I don't think I've ever seen a gratitude journal suggestion or like a stay, stay thankful suggestion. I don't hear it enough. But maybe it's because I'm biased <laughs> and I didn't want to listen to that. Um, one of the other points in there is this sets you up to be more positive and motivated and more resilient when things don't go the way you planned. You might, oh, this is a good point. You might also find there's already a lot of happiness and success in your life that you never gave credit to. I'm definitely a, <laughs> I, I definitely haven't done that well myself. Keeping a physical gratitude journal is a great way to make sure you're making this a daily practice. All you have to do is write down one thing you're grateful for every day. <laughs> I might give that a try. You know, I did journaling a while back and I, I like I was able to write all my stuff down, um, whatever I thought was important on that day and I spent a lot of time like dedicated to that like I would write for several hours I would write for I don't know like half an hour 10 minutes but it's just amazing like how much time I spent into just logging my ideas and my thoughts it's like my I needed to sort through different ideas that I had or at least had to express them in some way um, and I think a large amount of that was gratitude. So maybe in some way I was already practicing a gratitude journal, but I've dropped the, I've dropped the journal since like last summer. Um, didn't feel the need to really do it. So I'll, I'll have to return to that. I, like I, in terms of like, me returning back to like good habits. I'm I've already started on the calorie journaling. So like that's one thing that I've done. I think if I wanted to keep optimizing it, optimizing myself, I'll have to return back to like the actual journal entries that I do. Which I'd be I'm very willing and happy to go back to that. So we I will get that going you guys you guys should try it too i i wouldn't know what any of the what any of you listeners would think of logging to a journal and what kind of benefits you would see from that but yeah apparent apparently it does have like more benefits than than what meets the eye um be sorry tip number three be more mindful and self-aware um and that's i think it's Excuse me. Never mind. We're going to read the bullet points that I have. Pay more attention. Pause to take in the sights, sounds, and sensations. What does your body feel like? What does your food taste like? What do you see and hear right now? So I think this is about being in tune with how you're feeling. Um, I think by doing that, You can understand yourself better. But what is that supposed to do? Is that supposed to add like levels of dimensions of control for yourself? Like this is something that you can take control of. Or gives you more dimensions of control. 
that you're able to monitor. Do breathing exercises. Focus on your breath while you're feeling worked up. Are you breathing fast? Try to slow it down. Feel the air coming in and out for a few minutes. It's kind of strange. It's like you revert back to this rudimentary kind of feeling. It's like focus on the basics. The basics being like your biology, yeah, your biological, like um, unconscious routines. Start focusing on, or rather, make that like a conscious routine. And maybe that'll like reset you. Meditate, sitting, standing, walking, any med meditation is fair game. If you're not sure where to start, check out my favorite. Okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> never mind. That was a <laughs> that was an ad for for an app. Oops. Well, I didn't I didn't even say it yet, so I, we're still good. Um, I've I've actually considered meditation. Like I think that might be something that would be good for myself. Um. I wouldn't know where to start. I wouldn't know how much time I would need to like invest into it. And I guess at this point, I've been unwilling to unwilling to see it through, which is why I haven't like converted myself yet, but I should definitely do it after after I record this, I'll do I'll dedicate like a 10 minute session to meditation. Yeah, that'll be my promise to myself. I'll, I'll let you guys know what it's like next week or whenever I have the, the makeup um, podcast. Send a thank you note, write someone a thank you note for something they've given you or helped you with. So the, like the self-reflection part when it comes to your relationships and knowing the kind of value that other people bring to you um, and what you take away from them. I think that gives you the... Um, I think that that definitely plays to the keeping like being grateful for other people or being like thankful. So I, I guess that, yeah, that's what ties in with the second point. And I, I'm, per I'm sure she was trying to go for that. All right. Tip number four, use habit stacking to build good habits. Um, so pretty similar to what I had mentioned about like my experience today um, when it came to starting off with cleaning my room a little bit, which inspired me to do more, inspired me to do more, created the outline for today, you know, worked a little bit on this, the project that I have with like a group, a gaming group, and hopefully into meditation, <laughs> the 10 minute meditation allocation period that I'll have for myself. Um, Amanda writes, this is one of my favorite tips on how to be successful in life. Um, when people struggle with achieving their goals, they're often having trouble sticking with the habits they want to adopt. When you're busy AF, it can feel like too much. To, it can feel like too much to add a small goal, like meditating for five minutes a day. Okay. I did not read that <laughs> before I made the suggestion for myself. Oops. Doing 10 push-ups, reading 15 pages of a book, or taking 20 minutes to plan your schedule for the day. Habit stacking is one of those life hacking tips that tricks your brain into being more productive. To habit stack, group together whatever small habits you want to add to your daily routine. That way, they become one habit instead of a bunch of smaller ones. The key here is start with just one or two new habits, then build it on onto it later with more habits once the routine has become a solid part of your day. So I guess to, to relate that to my experience, um, I've personally all of last year, like I started off with like a, with like a 40 minute bike session turned into like a 60 minute bike session turned into a 30 minute run into a 60 minute bike session so i was exercising for about like an hour and a half the dieting that went along with that was like okay so we're going to record our calories for the day we're going to try and be as accurate as possible and we're going to try and minimize our expected calorie intake to be lower like a thousand calories lower than our 
intake or sorry than what we can exert for the day so i did all the calculations and i think i was usually hitting around like a negative 1200 calorie deficit for most of the days last year so i'll i'll have to go back and actually keep track of each of those the problem that i was running into um which made me stop was that well not only was not only was it becoming like winter in seattle um so like i i stopped like the running outside thing and that wasn't that that pretty much just led that honestly that ruined the rest of the habits so even though like i did habit stacking or whatnot right the problem that i was experiencing after that was was that like once i ruined that habit i wasn't able to to keep up with the rest of it um which isn't necessarily true like i stuck with like the 60 minute bike session throughout most of the year it was just i also stopped keeping track of my calories after some point in time um and i stopped eating like really well for myself so now it's just all about habit stacking back up and I, I gotta find better ways to maintain different habits and when one habit can't stick around anymore that you change to you adjust it to be encompassing of a new habit so that's what i got for myself okay tip number five start with the smallest doable step maybe it's too much to handle Maybe we're scared of failing. Maybe we just flat out don't feel like doing all the hard stuff. And that point of this tip like resonated with me. Um, and I'm sure other people can too. It's, it's not like it's that unique or anything. But in terms of the situation that I'm experiencing right now, I think part of the different shortcomings of the responsibilities that I'm attending to, it's problematic that I'm conceptualizing how all of them affect of each other. Um, so my role at work being a software engineer, I'd like to be competent and literate in the different technologies that my company uses so that I can contribute to any level that I would like to or need to um, and be like proficient at what I do. Like I want to be reliable. It's really what I want to want to be. And unfortunately, I just so far during this training, it's been a struggle because I think I'm unwilling to put in the work to do to learn all the hard stuff. Um, and so that just means that like, it's not that I'm necessarily unmotivated. It's just that like, it's overwhelming, which I don't know. I would like to be motivated and I think I am motivated to get it done, but I haven't like properly compartmentalized the different steps um, or the smaller steps to be able to contribute or learn the content. Um, the second point that Amanda writes is, or that I took notes on, the good news is that learning how to be successful in your life starts with baby steps. Look at the big goal and break into steps. If those steps still feel too big, break it in, in break it into even smaller steps. So, yeah, I, I don't think I, I need to make any connections there. That seems pretty straightforward. Tip number six, don't fall into the trap of I'll be happy when, um, I think for myself, especially I take a look at relationships which surprisingly, <laughs> surprisingly, a lot of the the content that is viewed on healthy dialogue is about like relationships to some extent. Um, for me, like romantic relationships is something that I feel like would make me happier. It's just I haven't found the right person yet. Or yeah, it's it's I haven't I don't even know what it is. I'll have some I'll have some stories later. That's all I'll say. 
but in terms of relationships i felt like i would be happy with with or yeah i'd be happy in one i think i'd also be happy if i moved out of my parents place and i lived at on my own um i think i'd also be happy if i lived with other people such as like my close network of friends um if we just all moved in together i'd be equally happy like doing that i think i'd also be happy if i was super competent in every technology that um, my company uses so i could be like a valuable resource um for for not only them but for other people i think i'd also be happy when i can commit and produce things on time relative to when people ask me to do them i think i'd be happy if i was 30 pounds lighter than what I am now, but also like somewhat muscular, which is what I'm also working on. So, you know, there's a lot of, I'll be, I have a lot of ideas and visualizations of what that dream of being responsible, being thin, being in a relationship would look like. Um, but it's, I've already proved it to myself, but I, I still forget all the time that happiness does not always look the way that you think it is. Um, and so we'll go into the different, <laughs> the different statements that Amanda says. While this if-when mindset can be seen as perfectly healthy goal setting, it can also have a dark, or dark underbelly. There's the obvious risk of the long-term or more audacious goals never happening, but there's also a more insidious risk you might be so focused on reaching a certain goal that you never stop to enjoy and celebrate the little wins. Um, I think, you know what was so weird, like as I was going through my weight loss journey, is that I took a look at myself in the mirror like every time I cycled. So I would cycle for like an hour, right? I, I, I would take off my shirt, look at the mirror, and just smile. Not because I was thinner, I think I felt great and I had a vision that, or rather I knew that every time that I was cycling, I was working towards like the, like a healthier me. Even when I was like fat, like I used to be 10 pounds lighter than, or sorry, I used to be 10 pounds heavier than what I am now. And I would do that. I would like look at myself in the mirror and be like, holy shit. Yeah. Today, you're working on being someone better in the future or working towards the person you want to be in the future. And that was so inspiring. I don't, I don't know why I did that. It's like some people take a look at themselves in the mirror before they exercise and they're like, oh, God, disgusting. But to me, I was like, this is the investment that you should be doing for yourself. And I'm very happy that you're doing it. It's like the third person, third person me talking to, to myself in the moment through the mirror. So yeah, like celebrating the little wins and realizing that you're within or you're on that journey right now. It's like actually pretty inspiring. <sighs> All right, next statement. And if you do hit those milestones, you're likely to set a higher one instead of stopping to enjoy what you've accomplished. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's also true. So what when I was like losing weight or whatnot, like I always I always phrased it like I've lost twenty pounds since when I've started and when I've when I was at my heaviest. And then each like five pound threshold I'd be like I've lost 30 pounds since I've started. Like I've lost 40 pounds since I've started. I've lost 45 pounds since when I've started. And that is incredible. So, you know, strangely enough, I, I was able to get into the habit of realizing the different like thresholds that I've, milestones rather, that I've accomplished for myself. Um, and I, I guess I, it's a habit, I guess. So... Like, I, I've definitely lost that throughout this past year and a half. This is part of our never enough culture. It can be wildly rewarding, but it can also set, up, set us up to never really enjoy our lives and what we have right now. 
I really wonder what she means by never enough culture. Is that because you can always picture what more effort could have gotten you? What better success looks like? Just a random thought. Um, it can also add a whole lot of extra stress and feelings of inadequacy to our days. Yeah, that is true. Me kind of fantasizing about what happiness would look like to me just makes me feel I, like even today. I, I mean, I guess this whole experience of of like regaining 20 pounds, it's not been great. It really hasn't been. Um, and I, I remember like what I was like 20 pounds lighter and I'm like yeah maybe I would be happy if I was back to that point maybe I'd be more maybe I'd be more efficient if I was back to that point maybe I'd be in whatever dimension better because you know if I if I like only maintain that whatever but yeah I it, I don't think it's a productive mindset to have at least for myself in this moment Okay, and then the very last tip, go easy on yourself during the hard times. Um, when your to-do list is a mile long, it's common to fall short. Sometimes you're in a rut and fall short for days, weeks, or even months at a time. This is completely normal. What's also completely normal is the tendency to beat yourself up when it happens. But there's a lot of research that shows that people who show themselves are more compassion are more likely to succeed in the long run. And that's so, I don't know, that's something that I feel like I did um, like a year ago. I used to be so wise when it came to like self, self-betterment, like self-reflection, whatever. Now I feel like I have those, I have that tool set still, but I'm not practicing things in the way that I should be practicing it. Um, so... <sighs> Especially with the, I felt like there's a lot of research, okay, to the point that there's a lot of research that shows that people who show themselves more compassion are more likely to succeed in the long run. I've had a definitive argument or like a, like there was some, sometime last year where I was talking with like someone else and they were describing how they felt pretty bad during college. Um, and they weren't being successful. They like changed majors like partway through their, their college experience. Um, could have done more, could have done like X, Y, Z, you know, could have saved money here, wasted money because they changed majors, whatever, like couldn't forgive themselves for figuring out life in the way that they found it. And all that journey had gotten them to this point where they don't feel like they succeeded and I remember telling that person that the journey that they took is unique to them and I think showing compassion towards yourself and how you journeyed through to the place where you are is just the journey for the kind of success that you're on trajectory for and it's it's hard during college to know whether or not you're like actually succeeding or failing but i mean grades is a pretty good indicator for that but when it comes to like other people graduating like a couple years before you who are the same age the same like cohort of of people who are who should be graduating graduating college knowing that you're late in comparison to them pretty much denies all arguments for why you're still succeeding and even though this person was doing incredible in college, um, none of what I had said to them made them feel like their forgiveness was justified. And to me, I don't know what it was, but like that, that whole weight loss journey, all I did was just forgive myself for the bad decisions like of the previous years focused on the now. And that's what got me through all of it. It's like, 
I knew that the journey I was taking in that moment was the right one for what I wanted for myself. And that mindset only came through when I had to drop the other mindset that wanted to blame myself for getting to the poor physical health spot that I was. I'm happy I did it and I, I need to return to that state. And I think that realization or this, this whole self-reflection <laughs> activity for myself, at least has been wonderful. Um, so hopefully I can go back into the habits that I want to see myself go through, really think about the now prioritize the now, um, and optimize my life in a way where I can feel proud of myself. Anyways, um, I think I'm going to cut it there. I, that, that first article took quite a bit. Um, I'm not completely energized <laughs> to, to go through another one. Um, and it's not to say that, well, okay. The second one that I picked out wasn't that, wasn't, wasn't phenomenal. I think it's worth going over though. Um, just for me, not today. So I might return to it later or review it later, but um, I think the activity that we went through should be modeling, or at least for me was was very helpful, and it might model like how the the process should look like for other people. But I mean, really, even though I worded out most of the article in this podcast, I think you guys should also go take a look over what the article has to has to offer. Um, so I would give it a read and make some adjustments to your own life with some of the advice that they have there. Or I'd be interested to hear who might disagree with the, the perspective that Amanda has for um, finding success or sorry, finding happiness and success your own way. But otherwise, that's going to do it for me today. I feel like I was going to say something earlier. That would have been like important for, for the podcast material. I, I, I guess. Um, OK, let, let me finish on this because I, I'm not 100 percent sure if this is what I wanted to say, but but maybe this will do for for like the kind of lead on that I had for this this part. But um, in terms of healthy dialogue, I think it's great that we have a platform to model what discussion should look like. I think you can have healthy discussion without the different strategies used to create distress or maybe not distress, but like conflict within a within like dialogue um and i think the way that i portray at least my side of the conversation it doesn't always have to be finger pointing or whatnot i think the way that i conduct my own dialogue can be modeled for how other people want to engage in conversations with other people um and that's i think I heard like a podcast a couple weeks ago describing that people don't listen to podcasts because of the content. They don't like keep coming back to the podcast just because of the content. If someone were to listen to every podcast that someone can provide, it's usually a mix of how that person models their own thoughts. So the way that people can present their ideas and articulate themselves through a conversation is really more the modeling of that for how individuals can take away um or how other how other people can other listeners can model their own um their own dialogue or their own like way of speaking so but in terms of like the content that i have i want to say I'm probably running dry on content overall. I think part of that was 
revealing in this conversation to some extent. I think there's a correlation between the lack of, um, I guess, self-empowerment and like taking a, taking a look at myself, treating myself the way that I need to be treated and a loss of like self-focus in the present. So I think part of the, the dry content is me trying to manage all the different responsibilities that I have. Um, but I hope that the dialogue that I've been able to provide, the content that I've been able to provide has been great as is um, up to this point. It's been, it's been like a mix of everything, but um, at the very least, I'd like to say that healthy dialogue has been great. I don't, I'm, this isn't like a moment of me trying to leave <laughs> healthy dialogue. I, th I still think that we'll be generating content, um, as we go, but, um, just like a heads up on like why the most recent podcasts haven't been like that great, at least for me anyways. Um, it's, yeah, I, I don't feel like I'm providing the content necessary for myself when I'm not in the greatest position for me to provide content anyways. But maybe maybe that's why maybe that's why I am still fit for being put in the discussion. I'm probably just being too harsh on what that should look like. So I'm a, I think I definitely just babbled over a bunch of garbage. <laughs> I I probably didn't even say anything useful out of that, but thank you guys for listening. I'll I'll see you maybe next week pay attention to discord when i have news out and i promise i promise i promise i'll have something out on wednesday to do like a friday or like some other time this week for a podcast because so i do want to make that up and i do have a lot of things to share when it came to um I've, I've been a part of like a couple of new groups per se, or I've involved myself with like new people and I'd be very willing to chat about what that was like, how I got rid of them, or perhaps how I'm building those relationships. But as for right now, we're going to call it there. I'm kind of exhausted. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I'll see you guys next time.